Um, shit, we should probably start over, but we'll just leave it in. We'll oh, are we fucking live already? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just still fucking around to make sure all the audio equipment was working. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. We're good for it. Well, so here's a fun fact, everybody. Tonight, it's just Nate and I. Salou is actually dead from COVID influenza malaria. He didn't get his vaccine, and uh, this is why it's a huge problem, because he's dead as fuck right now. Yeah, we miss him, but that's the price you pay when you don't listen to the government and get your mandated shot. But life moves on. In Uh, memory of him. Uh, But here we are, you know. He didn't make it, and uh, we wanted to carry on this show as his legacy to the world <laughs> this was his dream um, yeah <laughs> this was everything to him and uh he'd want this he'd really want this he'd want us to be releasing on this thursday again but he's sick as a dog right now uh it's just me nate sikowskis and i'm nathaniel Boshane, and i'm recording from my house for a change new studio it's fucked up the circuitry is all fucked so you might hear a little hum our, our audio's off, and we're in an area where you could hear barking dogs, domestic disputes, crack overdoses. The walls are thin here. You never know what's going to happen. We're in for a treat. Everything's been good so far, but we're only two minutes in. Yeah. So, fuck. So, uh, we're getting around to October, and you've already been uh, getting into a spooky vibe. I'll be honest with you. I don't consider them Halloween movies. Really? I think you can enjoy those movies at any time of year. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, like... And I'm not, usually. (laughs) It just happens that the new one is releasing this week. Very true. And when I was inspired, I was like, I gotta catch up now. The movie in question is the Saw franchise, people. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The people know. Uh, I I believe the first movie came out in 2004, and since then, well, we're on our 10th film now, so... It took off. People fucking love Saw. Everybody loves Saw. Oh, yeah. You can't kill that shit. Like a serial killer kidnapping random people and putting them through random torture devices, like modern shit. To be fair, on a technicality, he's not actually a killer. On a technicality, he's never actually killed anybody. Yeah, but he he placed them there. He set up the trap. Kidnapped 100%. Right. Killed? That's on them. I guess so. Yeah, he does give them a way out. Uh, but it's kind of ridiculous. For, <laughs> for anyone that's, like, not familiar with what the fuck we're talking about, Saw's this movie where a fucking guy fucking gets cancer, almost dies, and he realizes that people are squandering life. So he takes people that have done bad shit, captures them, kidnaps them, whatever, and puts them in this fucking steampunk style, usually just fucking hellhole where they get physically tortured in various awful, gruesome, bloody, gory ways. Yeah, he doesn't keep up the code with any fucking sanitary codes or shit. Every Saw movie is an OSHA violation Seriously. to the max. It's fucked up, dude. The fucking traps themselves, they aren't even like built to standards. They're just, like, kind of rickety and fucking pulling shit apart. All bloodied up and rusty already. Like, it, it, that's it, I, like imagine, like, getting kidnapped by a psycho Bruce Wayne compared to this guy. Like, at least get cut up by some clean machinery. 
I'd rather get sliced in half with a battering in one shot than go through any of the nonsense he puts people through. Now, granted, <laughs> granted, when you hear like the backstories of these people, a lot of them really had it coming. Like, mm. you know, you got rapists and pedophiles and murderers, thieves, people that have cheated the system and really I, badly. And I feel like that's what makes the families love these movies. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if families is the right word. Come on, families are going to see this. Corrupt ones, yes. Yeah. 100%. My family. <laughs> <laughs> no, my. it's not a movie I grew up with. It, we were not a Saw household, as you could be well aware. Yeah, you were a, um, was it fucking, what are you looking for? My vape. <laughs> of course. <laughs> God damn it. I think it's on the bed there. Damn. Keep keep talking. I'm listening. I just need drugs. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the movie, not like Thomas movies, because you'd be too old by then. But I guess uh, I don't know what 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 would you call the eight to twelve range of like movies. Like I would consider PG movies and PG thirteen movies on what? a typical basis. Oh well, yeah, but like light who do you action think of? movies. Who do well, I think of? Probably like Robin Williams, Bill Murray, Adam Sandler movies. I yeah, I think like, that for like comedy's sake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what else are you watching in your teens? Like, what should the teen? What should a teenager watch nowadays? <laughs> Just to give them like a good set of rules for life. For you know, set them up for high school or something. I think Mean Girls should be on there. I've actually never seen Mean Girls. Never? I know it's a cult classic, and I can see why. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I, I like it. It was Lindsay Lohan at her best. Yeah, I, I think there's some essentials you put in there, you know? Mm. Good, I, uh, Goodwill Hunting, maybe. Definitely Goodwill Hunting. I know a lot of people would say The Breakfast Club. I don't agree with that. I think it's a really bad movie. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. This. I think it's always been a bad movie, and I think that people are crazy for thinking it's a good movie. I can see why you think that because a lot of it is just silent. You gotta just do a lot of guesswork. Yeah. With these people's personalities, and it's just kind of, kind of cringy at part. So the same guy that made that movie did make one movie I'd recommend for that context, and that's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I love that movie. That's that's a good time movie. Oh, that's a good good time movie. I think, I don't, I don't even know. I feel like if I was a teen, obviously you want that shit that's like adult-ish. You know, you want to see vile shit. You know, I'm still a teenage mm -hmm. boy at heart. But, um, you know, a movie like Superbad. The like, Departed, Jack Nicholson just <laughs> shoving a black girl down on the bed and just like snorting coke. You got to learn at a young age. <laughs> I, I remember I watched Wolf of Wall Street right when it came out. And it came out when I was like 13. Yeah. And I was like, that is what I want to be when I grow up. And Margot Robbie changed <laughs> my desires forever. But, but I don't know if you could believe this, but that is the most paused scene in, in all of cinema history. I I probably imagine so. All it takes is one second. I'm a part of that statistic. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%, because why wouldn't you be? Come on, it was 11, 2011, <laughs> different time, younger time. No, Fucking yeah. You were young, you were dumb, you were horny. That was my prime dick. Your prime dick prime, prime is dick. Like... <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that like referring to a dick that's like frequently generating semen? Frequently generating balls, semen, you know? just like holding firm and strong and just staying there and just 
I'm not saying I'm having problems right now at the age of 23, but I can assure you my boners were certainly the strongest at 18 and around those years. Through diet, exercise, good sleep, sunlight, you can naturally restore the testosterone production in your body. And I'm sure I could, but I don't think I'm, even as time goes on, I don't think anyone achieves those boners anymore i've gotten some pretty impressive boners since getting fit i call them fit boners <laughs> phoners yeah phoners <laughs> <laughs> but it just like presses all the blood up to the walls yes god damn yes yeah no that i was... i thought i knew what a boner was but then i got fit and then I knew what a boner, boner was. was yeah. Yep. Then you could see the whole thing. And I, I, you know what I think part of that is? I think is that for the first time in your life, you can look down and you can see your dick. It's fucking impressive. It's nice. Because you spent your whole life looking down and seeing a mountain of <laughs> fat tissue. Whereas now I look down and I see my cock. I was skinny for a time and then I let it all go. And now I'm back to that. Now I can only see stomach. Yeah, you're you're trying to get down to, what's your goal weight? 150? <laughs> Too easy. Yeah, I'll look like a fucking... Oh, man. I can't even think of one analogy or reference tonight. I I imagine you at 150, like Christian Bale's The Machinist. <laughs> That's pretty much what it would look like. <laughs> like yeah. paper fucking thin. Yeah. Just decaying. <laughs> I, oh, that's no muscle, no fat. <laughs> that's just skin and bone. I might have mentioned it before, but his diet for that was... It was one apple a day. And, like, a bottle of water. Just one bottle of water? Yeah. Holy fuck. And I could just, not do that. That's just what he did. I can't even go, like, two hours without water. Talk about, like, taking acting to the next level, though. Because it's, like, even the roles where he gets in really good shape, like uh, Batman, for instance, he mm. was doing, like, 4,000 crunches a day or some stupid shit like that. Jesus Christ. To achieve that, like, perfect chiseled six-pack. That's dedication. Like, that's pushing past a certain... I wonder what the... I wonder if there's a lasting damage. There is. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to have in his future. You you talk to people. Like, if you, like, look into people that have really shredded six-packs and they're in that, like, 5 to 6% body fat range, those people look incredible. They look Hollywood-ready, whatever. But you ask them how they fucking feel on the regular, and they're going to tell you they feel like fucking shit. Oh, yeah, they're probably sore at the core all day. Not just sore, but they're so... To maintain that kind of appearance, you can't consume food as much food as you'd normally consume, obviously. Mm. And you don't consume water at all. Because when water retention goes away, you start seeing, like, more definition in your muscles. Ah. Uh. So that's why they dehydrate themselves ah, be- before shows and things like that. I actually didn't know that. So these people that are, you know, like your Zac Efron Baywatch type, they have this eight pack, but they feel like fucking shit because they're dehydrated and their body does not have enough calories to even like maintain well, I, proper function. I don't know about Zac, Zac Efron nowadays. Have you seen him? He's training for that wrestling movie, and it's like he's taking trend or something. Yeah, and, he, and he probably is taking trend because a lot of them get trend for things like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, the conversation really started happening when his Baywatch role came out. Yeah. 
it's like the lifeguard movie or mm-hmm. whatever. Dude's fucking like straight. He's got a fucking 12 pack and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and he's... he says like, I don't want to live like that again. I could never. <laughs> so he does. Trend. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Because the trend's just going to like get you kind of big, you know, mm. you because like to get that toned per se, it takes mental work. It's not worth it. Yeah, fucking hell. Like the, Chris Hemsworth, he, uh, apparently he, I don't think he's all natty, but. His regimen is fucking crazy. They're all on trend. Yeah. Every last one of them. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. The Rock, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Paul. They're all on fucking trend. The Trendvengers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a Trengers. <laughs> Swolgers. Swol- <laughs> Captain America and the Winter Swolger. It's like a private organization of mercenaries called the Swolgers. <laughs> Because when you are in Hollywood, you have access to the hands down the best anabolic steroids anyone can get their hands on. Yeah, we need to make these people superheroes as close as we can get them. They're like, all right, you know, we'll give you a fucking exercise regimen that's going to work out these muscles and give you a toned look. But then that'll just, you'll be fit. But we want you to look like a fucking superhero. So we're going to put you on that extreme diet and extreme exercise regimen. But then we're going to give you a fucked on a trend so it makes it easier and more fun more fun (laughs) (laughs) that that way you're more angry at life all the time (laughs) i just see that's one thing like obviously like any new one to two year gym rat like myself is interested in how i can get my hands on testosterone (laughs) even though i'm like i don't have a deficiency or anything i just fucking want more (laughs) and like you know based on how hormones interact and shit i feel like i i couldn't do it because i don't know if i could stand being any more angrier than i already am yeah no who's that good for you know you got plenty coursing through you right (laughs) now yeah i'm like you know i'm a revenant i'm fueled by vengeance i like it for me to be on testosterone as ghost rider that's insane does ghost rider need testosterone no that's a stupid fucking ghost rider doesn't have balls (laughs) yo that's valid that's fucking valid dude got a pelvis down there (laughs) it's on fire probably so you can't put ghost rider in a saw trap no because he's just bone and fire i hope they bring that back that's what marvel needs to bring back ghost rider i agree they need to do it in a way where Nick Cage hands it off to someone. Because you can't just kill off Nick Cage Ghost Rider. Well, Nick Cage is doing better things. Zach was telling me today, there's an A24 movie coming out. I know, shocking. Yep. And it's uh, Nick Cage playing this guy that torments people in their dreams. <laughs> like Freddy Krueger? I don't know, because I think it's a comedy. So like, rather than like killing them, he just like... He's, I don't know. I haven't seen the trailer. That sounds amazing, honestly. I, I've said that's the most A24 thing I have ever fucking seen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would just be like a comedian being Freddy Krueger, just going in your dreams, being like, Wah! controlling <laughs> shit. I'm not about it. I But from the Saw perspective, right? I may be an angry man, sure. But I'm also a logical man. And I've determined I can get out. I could have gotten out of almost 94% of the traps. What? What's the first one you saw that you thought that? 
that I could get out of. Yeah, where'd the confidence start? So it it starts right in the first movie. Mm. Uh, as you know, the first movie. Did you think? Did you think you'd wake up in that bathtub and then you'd feel the key? No, rushing? no, no, no. Because in this situation, I thought I'd be Gordon, not Adam. Oh, all right. And that's believable, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, uh, fun fact before I dive into this rant, it's actually pretty incredible because the guy that directed Saw 1, James Wan, he was like, I want to make this movie. I got this fucking idea, but I have like no fucking money. How am I going to fucking make this movie work? And he's like thinking about it. And he's like, you know, if I get if I film like 90 percent of the movie in one room, I bet I can make this work with like no film budget whatsoever. And he fucking did that. And he created a horror classic that has gone on to spawn multiple franchises and a long franchise in itself. He invented the uh, the jump cut, like the flash and the cut. And then it's just like different, you so- know. I I think in a lot of ways he redefined the horror genre because I think horror was a lot. You had slasher films, but a lot of it was like suspenseful, you know, that suspense it builds up. It started becoming campy. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Because like you look at the Friday the 13th movies, like all of a sudden Jason goes to fucking space. <laughs> Yo, yeah, it gets pretty crazy. But like you look at those movies and like, yeah, they're, they all have their variations. But Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw. It's all like you have this psycho madman running around killing a group of horny teenagers mm. and Saw didn't feel like that. And it's also not like a ghost story where mm. you have jump scares that you're relying on. Yeah. Saw is very, it keeps you very just present there with what's happening right there. It makes you feel their fear. Yeah. And, and it's time. a different, it's a real fear. Mm. It's like not your standard fear. It's not the fear of the unknown. It's fear of knowing because you can't help but think what if i was in that chair no exactly like, dude but and you're like what would you what would i do <laughs> but you thought <laughs> so uh in the first one it so it gets the name saw obviously because one of the last scenes of the movie yeah uh, for context two guys are chained by one leg and opposite sides of a decaying rusted old bathroom and they're both given instructions that they're playing a game and they have to get the fuck out of there one way or another and at the end he finally caves in and he takes a saw and he saws off his fucking foot to get out of the chain but in the second movie which i didn't find out till after i finished the first movie because i had already come up with this theory right is that I would have broken my foot. It would have been painful. Fuck mm. yeah, but I wouldn't have cut off my foot. And in the second movie, that's exactly what they do to Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, Donnie breaks out of his chain by breaking his foot. I think I saw like a meme of that. and It was like Gordon did it for no reason at all. Yeah. He could have done that, but... That makes a lot. <laughs> That's much better. He was just thinking very drastically at the end of that movie. And he was also yeah. like, hey, you just got to stay here. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, white yeah. in the fucking face. He's not making it 10 feet out of that door. Broken Before bones. He- it sucks, dick, dude. But blood loss. Oh, my God. The body's not equipped to handle that amount of blood loss. No, like I'd imagine blood loss is like almost passing out on a hot day. It's worse than that, in my opinion. Quicker, much worse, much more dreadful feeling. Especially if you have, and like another question that poses is, what's your blood loss from? Did you just chop off your goddamn fucking foot? Oh, yeah. Because like, dude. (laughs) Not only are you just in complete shock. 
Yeah, that's the other thing too. Shock. So I think I could have gotten out of the first trap. Mm -hmm. That's that's my first argument. I could have gotten out of the chain. Yeah, that if you thought of that, yeah, I I can see that happening. Yeah, I think I could have gotten. Do you remember the second movie? I not a lot of it. So it's the nerve gas house. So they all there's like eight people and they all wake up in a fucking house and throughout the house there's various rooms that each of them are attached to in some way and they all have really terrible things but a lot of them aren't terrible. Oh, isn't like, one where a girl has to reach in a toilet bowl full of needles or something? It's a needle pit and what happens is there's a drug dealer with them and it's his uh, game per se to jump into the fucking needle pit. And because they're like, you know, you're, you've been fucking selling drugs to people. You're going to fucking feel what they feel. <laughs> and it's this fucking caved in like part under the floor that is filled to the brim with dirty syringes. Oh, my and God. He, he, there's a key in there and they need to get the key to unlock some fucking door or whatever before a bomb goes off. <laughs> so they're like yelling at the guy to get in the fucking pit. But he ends up pushing somebody else into the pit. <laughs> but my case, I, w- I would have solved that one by like taking so there was a bed frame that was covering the pit when they found it with a tarp on it and i would have taken the tarp and like gone under the needles mm. or at least wrapped my hand in it a little bit or like a fabric or something to like shifle through the needles yeah i mean you're still getting poked in that instance but that's the best form of protection you can give that's yourself. what i'm saying dude yeah like they just kind of like go in there just like fine fuck it like you know some of them I'd rather fucking die than have to go through what they had to go through. I'm not going to deny that, but some of them really could have been like, you could have gotten out there pretty scratch free. Didn't some girl like have to dunk her head in like a vat of acid to get something out or something? Yeah. There's one girl that had to put her hand in an acid jar while she was dangling from the rafters. Otherwise, if she, because she was locked to this machine that was about to like rip her rib cage out. Yeah, it's fucked up. And it's like, it's the most grotesque, disgusting shit you can think of. It is so disgusting. But it's so awesome to watch because someone's thinking of these things. Yo, and it's like not even awesome to watch, but you can't look away. Yeah. It's just, it's so, you gotta see it. You you can't imagine such a human horror to exist. Awesome in the sense of it leaves you in awe. Yeah, because you're like, damn, they really done did it that (laughs) fucking way. I'd love to be the guy who has to make up saw traps. Like, fucking scorpion pit. Woman, that's a red flag. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you want to design saw traps? Someone's got to do it. <laughs> How else do they it's, do it? It's always Jigsaw, though. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> Jigsaw isn't the movie producer. Like, Jigsaw is actually real, but he's just using the movies for cover-up. Yeah, this whole time. Holy shit. <laughs> just making, like, Donnie Wahlberg clones. Oh, you'd want to make, like, the props. Is that what you're saying? Nah, d- well, yes Or you'd no. want to, like, host your own game with your own vile I'll, creations. I want to be a writer for these <laughs> movies. And think of traps. <laughs> <laughs> to put victims in. Have you ever considered, like, going to Lionsgate Studio and be like, I want to be a writer for Saw? <laughs> They'd be like, oh, you got a lot of pep in your step. Here's the job. <laughs> Yeah, they probably get a lot of those guys. Like, 
I feel like those guys, like, yeah, sure, they're psychotic or whatever, but I feel like they're the cringiest. They're edgelords, and they're, like, cringy as all fuck. Their profile pic is the Joker dancing on the stairs. Like, Like, I'm different, you know? (laughs) We live in a society. Yeah, those type of fucking people. You wouldn't understand. Oh, man. Yeah, those fellas out there, I mean, that's the truest of the incels. Yeah. Those guys. The Aaron Yeagers of the world are fucked up, man. <laughs> I shit you not. I had a Aaron Yeager pal in college for the one semester I did go there. And he was just like, he had cuts all over his arms. And he's just like, yeah, you can get these books from a deep website. <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, you're, you're different. Yeah. The, the You know, the free thinker starter pack. Yeah, his blood ran red with communism, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's that's it pretty funny because like when you when you end up at the turning point of most free thinkers, it's just communism. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They argue probably that it's just like, but they didn't do it right. I don't know. I don't even know anything about communism. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but you don't want to. Yeah, I don't want. It's like what. <laughs> On paper, it's like a really good idea, but it's just not applicable. No, because people have desire. In yeah, this that's, world, that's a big have fact. Too many dreams and ego, and that's just gonna keep us in this capitalism game. Yeah, pretty we're, much. We're at we're at late stage capitalism too, where there's just I know that monopolies are running rampant. They exist. They're illegal, but they exist because these companies are getting politicians elected anyway. Actually, and, Amazon's getting hit with something today. Are they antitrust or whatever? I don't know anything about that shit, but you could sue Amazon 10,000 times over and it wouldn't make a difference. Not the Jeff Bezos. See, and that's the like fucked up part. Like if, if one of these companies wrongs you or like you're this investigative journalist and you finally uncover that there's some huge sex scandal, drug ring, politician, corruption, whatever the fuck it is, you're not going to be able to win that. Mm hmm. And uh, we're in a stage of capitalism where the people are designed to lose. I am very optimistic and I'm doing my best to keep up with it because I am of the belief the only solution to rapid consumerism is rapid production. So if you're going to consume all this content, you need to be putting out content as well, giving something back, whether Mm. it's art or a service. I see it as like joining a community. Like, we haven't obviously like had any real podcasters as guests, but I don't know. We're just joining the community of. Damn it! <laughs> Yo, bro, you know you know how I get without nicotine. <laughs> it, <laughs> least, it keeps me focused. At least let me get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a stale one. I hope you don't mind. No, that, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, real podcasters use drugs. I know that. I just use it for the effect, not the taste or the flavor or the. Minimal feeling it must give you, but to me... I don't even use the word feeling anymore. (laughs) I feel like Aaron Yeager in the dream he had at the beginning of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so free. God. That show is so Japanese in some parts. So Japanese, so German, and so... I don't know, it's like weirdly racist too. (laughs) Because they don't have a black guy until season four. And he's, th- he's still, like, the only black guy. I think there's two in the entire series. There might be another one, but 
of course he's like <laughs> not very pronounced. Got to take your time with it, you know. Yeah. But they were pretty diverse at the beginning. I'm not. They didn't have any blacks or, or browns, but a lot of fucking Asians and white people. Yeah, but they even like the Asians are their own race because it's only Levi and Mikasa. Yeah. <laughs> They're Ackermans. I don't know what to tell you. They're slaves. I'm not responsible for what they do in Japan. I'm, I'm not either. Only, I'm only responsible well, for consuming it, you know, the not show, making it. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't care about them doing this, but like the the show still has like themes of um, you know race and all that because it's basically just Germans and Jews. Yeah, and it, Jews it, killing Jews. It's basically <laughs> like a World War II scenario, just tell told different, way different. <laughs> <laughs> Like with a cart titan different. Yeah, the, uh, in case you didn't know, people, we're talking about that. I think it's a uh, shonen anime, which DBZ, Naruto, they all fall under that category. I don't even know what it means. I'm, I'm not certain myself. But so. it's, uh, it's Attack on Titan, and in my opinion, it's the greatest anime I've ever watched. It's one of the greatest I've ever seen, one of the greatest of late. It keeps you entertained. It keeps you questioning. I mean, we just spoiled a whole shit ton. <laughs> I, consider, I consider it a masterpiece because it's such a quick watch. Like, if you take mm-hmm. on the task of Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece, then you're taking on months and months of time. Yeah. Whereas this, you can finish in two weeks. With DBZ and all the classics, it's like you get this one question, and the reason that's so drawn on is because they wanted to milk the episodes every week they wanted to make sure these kids were keeping up and watching but then they figured out the formula of oh we gotta keep their retention on and they did that beautifully with this show because you got a question almost every episode that always made you put on the next episode, episode every fucking just time to get dude. the answer mm-hmm. it's and then crazy. there's questions that you think about in the background while you focused on this and it's just like god they touched on so many good themes so many good so many great moments in that show. It makes me feel like there's a bag of potato chips and each chip is an edible. And every time I eat a chip, I get higher and higher. <laughs> so I always just felt like I was on edibles watching it. <laughs> I was like, this isn't real. That They made that up. <laughs> yeah, it is like a bit of a ridiculous story. Like they're killing their own people the whole time. They yeah. Want- and then all of a sudden, the whole world just gets rethought out. And you're just this little speck of... You don't even know you're, you know, seen as scum to these people. You go through this journey with these characters for three seasons, and you feel like you, like, have a good understanding of, like, the world they've created and mm-hmm. how the rules in that world work. But then every, it just changes, just like that. Just 180s, but it all makes sense. Yeah. Like perfect, well, it, great sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is really interesting because a lot of times if a show takes a 180 turn like that, it's not always for better, Mm-mm. you know? But they did a really good job there. You can probably call that The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's, that's valid. Because they started, they just built a settlement after a while, and then it just became killing zombies, getting this. Yeah, it was a repeat cycle. I just want that show to fucking end. I but, think it, I think it did. Yeah, but what good does that do when you have three spinoffs now? No, oh, yeah, Daryl's in fucking France now. I'm over it. I've had enough. The first seven seasons of The Walking Dead are really enjoyable TV, but after that, it's just bad. Yeah. And you gotta know when to stop a show. Vince Gilligan knew how to stop a show. 
Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad ended in five seasons like it should. It didn't keep going so it could get worse, you know? Yeah. Which happens with far too many fucking shows because there's, you know, you'll start a show and you'll write it and it's really fucking good and then you have an ending or a, like, final part that's god-awful, <laughs> unbearable, and a disgrace to it. Yeah. Game of Thrones, Dexter. But that's the problem with, like, a lot of... um I don't know if Dexter... I think Dexter was based on a book, was it? Yeah. And uh, Game of Thrones definitely was, but Game of Thrones, I think, is still going on in the books, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, so how do you end that while it's still going on? Like Because they've already decided how it ends on TV, even though the story isn't actually... And that's part of the reason why people hate it and it, that it bombed because mm. it didn't come from the mind of George R.R. R. Martin. It came from some HBO executive crackhead <laughs> where he was like, Hey, I know the book's not finished, but we're going to end it here and we're going to do this and it's going to make sense. And he snorted a line of Coke. Oh my God. It makes me think of that guy who was uh, producing the Witcher and he was just hating on Henry Cavill. Yeah. The and that's the same deal too, is that people love the Witcher, but then of course you have the whole scandal of they get rid of Cavill for no reason whatsoever to bring in. Who the fuck did they bring it's in? It's Hemsworth. And it's not Chris. What's his name? And Liam. I yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. They bring in this guy, and then and everybody's like, we don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Henry Cavill was a real fucking nerd about uh, the whole Witcher universe. Well, he's he a was a Witcher gonna, fan. Yeah, he was going to make sure the show ran right. And, like, why not trust the guy? Yeah. And why not see the guy as a fucking passion, and, like, he just wants to get the show nailed and done right? Because the first season was great for everyone. I never watched it, but I just know it got, yeah. like, high and great reviews. I've heard very high praise over seasons one and two. Mm. So, you know, and you have a guy that's committed to what he's actually fucking doing. So I don't know why do producers and executives just cut shows short when they don't have enough source material to finish it. I feel like that was a jealousy thing. Fucking probably. I know the Witcher. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, no, I work at Netflix. I can do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Fuck your Witcher. I know it's not in the book, Henry. I don't give a fuck, Henry. <laughs> That's not in the book. I know. I know. And I don't Henry. care. Get the fuck out Get of the, the tent. F- <laughs> yeah, legit. Because ex- executives, producers, they're all full of fucking shit. They don't know shit. Yeah. Except except the guy that made Saw. He knew what he was. Do- <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing. He made a masterpiece. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. They've fallen off the more I watch them. Yeah. One, one pretty good. Two's good. Three's good. Four's okay. Five's all right. But it's because you have to introduce all these characters yeah. and they have to connect to the past characters in some way. And each each movie consecutively following the first one has flashbacks from previous movies. <laughs> But based on flashbacks alone, you can watch the whole first movie through the lens of two, three, four, five, and six. <laughs> oh my god! And like they're quite literally only an hour and a half long a piece, give or take. And you get like a half hour worth of content from the previous movie. You think? Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I there's in in this franchise. There's three types of shots. It's saw trap. It's a flashback. Or it's police just shuffling through papers. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the three shots that take place in these 10 plus movies. There's also like the opening shot of these people waking up and it's just like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different it. shots everywhere. And then like there, in in there's the pattern where each one of them fails their trap. Yeah, and, and like it's just it's their expression of horror, just like flashing. The ones who think they got it, and then they all of a sudden it just all comes crashing down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The screams are see like you you got to give credit to the actors of those franchises because you know the director's like all right in this scene you're gonna be in a device that is absolutely gonna torture the fuck out of you what sound would you make if I broke every bone in your hand yeah <laughs> ow <laughs> it, 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 like it wouldn't work if the actor got strapped into the chair broke his whole foot and said owie or Ouch, that's smart. Ow, stop. <laughs> you know, th- so they, they really had to sell it. I imagine each and every one of them strained their fucking vocal cords that day oh, filming yeah. the Saw movies. Before even the first fucking shot is shot. Um, yeah, probably screaming into a pillow. They're like, something. yo, let's get the screaming done early. <laughs> uh, yeah, actors have to have that in their repertoire usually. I remember reading uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. I'm glad my mom died, and uh, she talked about how as a child actor, she was trying to get on, like, an NCIS show, mm-hmm. and she was going to be, like, one of the kids who killed her sister or something. Naturally. And uh, she had to, like, fake an injury and thrash around and just cry and scream. Yeah. And she had to do that, I think, by, like, just recreating her worst moment or something and, like, she had to let it out there on a screen on a set or something. I don't know. Well, they, they, they Her story is really very depressing. But they say the best acting comes from real emotions you've experienced. Yeah. I wonder, oh, Jesus Christ, all the people who can cry on command. I could do it. <laughs> could she <laughs> cry right now? <laughs> no, I don't want to. Come on. I've Hell never no. seen tears swell up in your eyes. Never? Never. You even told me, like, you don't cry. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so what? But so, like, I could if I wanted to, though. If I if I thought about, like, old dogs and kill shelters, <laughs> I'd start bawling. But see, you got to cry in the moment. Like, right as I... And I feel like if I somehow managed to land a fucking acting role and I had to channel a really deep emotional thing, I could cry. I think I could do it no problem if I was acting. Because, hmm. like, then I would be like, they're not real tears. I'm acting. I'm still a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a pass. <laughs> you get a pass because it was, like, for the movie. For, for my fake wife. <laughs> yeah, for, for the TV show, for your fake sadness, whatever it is. Because if you're vulnerable as a man in real time, you're fucked. <laughs> See, like, you know, obviously we're in a time period where there's a lot of people that are like, I'm not happy in the body I was born in, and I want to change who I am, my gender, whatever. (laughs) But it's like, for guys out there that are thinking about becoming a woman, look, I get it. Being a guy fucking sucks. You can't talk about your feelings. (laughs) However, you can piss the stains off of toilets. You can aim your goddamn pee. So it's like, on one hand, are you going to be undateable if you feel anything? Yes. On the other hand, you are an artist. Your brush is your cock. (laughs) 
your paint is your pee. The canvas, a, to- a public toilet with a shit stain in it. Not just the aiming aspect of it. You're allowed to stand and be. I can get an amen to that, a brother. fucking man. The fact that you can stand up and piss. It's fucking awesome. Why would you want to get rid great. of that? It's fucking awesome. Like, oh, I got to sit down every time. I got to release my bowels. That's crazy. Jeez. I'd, I'd poop standing up if I could. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work like pee, you know? Yeah, poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should admit that should be a shirt. Just, yeah, poop. <laughs> yeah, poop. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be squatting to poop. But I wish <laughs> I could. Bottom line, end of the day. But and, and I just don't get why you would want to be a woman. Because that would mean giving up aiming where you pee. Yeah. Imagine aiming with a pussy, just like having to stretch your thigh or something. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I've never seen a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> all I all I can recommend to you is Kegels. It's my best medical advice for everybody. Just strengthen the pelvic floor near the vagina. <laughs> Have you seen the videos of Kegels? Kegels is so fucking stupid. I don't know if it works or not. Andrew Huberman. I've heard it's got great benefits. Andrew Huberman, who I trust, okay, mm-hmm. actually has a fucking guest on recently talking about Kegels. I gotta listen to and, that. And he's a pretty fucking legit guy. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. like, maybe the Kegel woman is telling the truth. I don't know. But I think they're saying it's, like, more important in males because of the prostate or something. Gotta keep that prostate all young and healthy. If you <laughs> if you, if you you thought Pilates were gay, just tell you, wait till you find out about Kegels. <laughs> Dude, I'm doing Kegels right now. Yo, know, like, <laughs> I, I get it. Pilates is really fucking stupid, but have you seen the Pilates guy? No. I so, don't even know what a Pilates is, so, okay, So it's basically hot yoga, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So they do, like, imagine, like, a twist move like that where it's, like, clearly working out the core and you're holding that position in, like, a sauna room, basically. No oh boy. So that's the whole thing about uh, fucking... Um, Pilates. Pol- fucking Pilates. The guy that invented Pilates is like 78 now and his whole argument about Pilates is that you are only as strong as your spine is and this guy looks like a fucking he's bending backwards doing cartwheels backflips dude's like 70 fucking eight and he's like i owe it all to Pilates he's like i don't lift weights i just do Pilates (laughs) damn probably married to the fucking kegel woman (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if you did both through life like, there's these guys who, like, stick to their rhythm, like, uh, I don't know, Will ha- Wim Hof, and, you know, the guy you just named. There's a scientist taking yeah. his kid's blood, fucking <laughs> transfusing it and sticking it into his own body just to stay young. But is there someone doing all of it? Is there some like, what's going to be the outcome? What's going to be the best one, you think? I think a combination. Mm. I don't think one thing works for everybody no but uh, you know i think like in true somebody that wants to embrace self-improvement is open to all forms of knowledge Mm. and experience especially with that you think you should maybe like phases of your life you do different ones like when i'm 40 i start pilates yeah i think you mix it whatever movement exercise whatever it is for like who you are in your circumstance mix that in maybe it could make a huge fucking difference who knows i do yoga once a week <laughs> honestly fucks uh, it to you dude no no i was just thinking like maybe i would like that too 
I, um, for me, flexibility is a big part of it, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, it's something I avoided. And that's part of the reason I keep getting injured because I wasn't stretching. Like I, I blame my rotator cuff injury for lack of stretching. Yeah. The wrist damaged in different ways, but lack of stretching definitely played a role in it. I know we probably talked about this on the pod before, but the biggest, uh, proponent of stretching i've ever heard from is uh david goggins well yeah i mean like you know you he's dudes running like fucking you gotta figure on average over 150 miles a week just beating the fuck out of his body you know you got hundreds of pull-ups a day and just crazy shit and you're doing a lot of fucking damage to your body his feet are fucked up his feet his knees are fucked up yeah but that you know he wasn't stretching, so his body was just this... Like, have you ever seen a picture of him pre-stretching? No. Nah. Because his fucking, like... His muscles have muscles. <laughs> it's, it's like, really disgusting. Like, he's got, like, veins coursing through his fucking chest, but they're not, like, muscles. They're fucking, like... The muscles just tightening up in on them themselves. Jeez. Yeah, dude was in pain Kind of like those divots in the chest. More so, like, they're just, like, it's, like, skin just, like, folded in, like, pinched, almost. My God. From just lack of stretching. Jeez. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like that dehydration we were talking about. That must feel like that. Yes, exactly. So, you know, it's, like, there is this balance of actually taking care of yourself, but not, because, like, some people are destroying their body by feeding it junk food and never moving and just laying on the couch all day. Mm -hmm. Some people are destroying their body because they're, over exercising to the mm. point of beyond athleticism where it's just you're destroying your body some kid in the past two years killed himself by exercising too much oh god yeah like he was just doing it on the hour every hour doing push-ups fucking pull-up sit-ups and then like it's like he never gave himself time to rest and that's what body dysmorphia will do to you it'll literally fucking kill you yeah just you know what eat a piece of cake today everyone just go out you know, go to your local supermarket, Shaw's, Walmart, whatever. Go to the uh, bakery section. Just get a little box of cookies. This is the conclusion I've reached. After almost three years now of studying nutrition rigorously and really paying attention to what I put into my body, okay? I think that the problem in America isn't so much people's diet. I think the problem is people's lack of movement. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think food plays a big role in obesity because especially with foods that are bad for you, you're going to eat more of naturally Mm. because they're not filling. They have no satiating hormones, especially like protein that are going to fill you up. They can signal the body that you're full. So they're really easy to overly, overly consume, whether it's donuts, cookies, bread bites, whatever the fuck it is. They're all in that category. Mm. And I think a lot of that over time with not a lot of movement is going to equal weight gain. Yeah, I feel like I mean, yeah, it's these foods are carcinogenic a lot of the times are carcinogens, you know, so you're putting them in your body. They're in that class of substances where like you're going to get cancer in 20 plus years if you're doing this. 80% of your time eating is what you're doing. Mm. But at the same expense, like, I don't think a piece of cake once a week is going to kill you. No, I don't sir. think a diet soda once a day is going to kill you. I think the bigger problem... Maybe not once a day. I, I think that's fine, honestly. I mean, it could be fine, but if you're fat as fuck, don't drink any soda. No, I think that, like, if you are moving consistently, like, if you live a life where you're active and... 
to tr- be truthfully active because there are people that are that go to the gym for three hours every day but they're not fit why is that it's because they're not they don't live an active life mm. they work out but they're they're not active an active life is walking around frequently having to pick things up frequently mm. doing stuff work whatever the fuck it is you know yeah so I think inactivity is the major root of the obesity crisis with f- diet and food tailing right behind it. I can see that, definitely. I mean, and a lot of people are fucking locked up every day, whether it be in the office in this one confined space that you're just walking back and forth in, but you're not, you know, moving that much. Yeah. Because even in construction, like, yeah, it's a lot of heavy lifting, getting this place, this thing from here to there, but when you're building it, you know, sometimes there's instances where you're just either on your downtime yeah. or, you know, it's not as, it's not enough to keep you in that active bracket. See, I, I think guess. we, I think we get obese people in the white collar world for the obvious reason is that they spend eight hours at a desk or looking at a computer. And I think we get obesity from the blue collar world because these people have access to terrible nutrition. Usually they have to get, they have to eat quick. They have to eat cheap. And they're think, always tired as fuck yeah, afterwards. Yeah, and that's another factor, too, is that I feel like uh, when you're tired, cortisol levels rise, which is the stress hormone. And when cortisol levels rise, the body tr- is, like, triggered to entering a state of holding on to fat because it's stressed out. Mm. But, no, let's just push past that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that exactly. extra 10 hours. Yeah, no no problem. Aye, aye, aye. I'd like to get, you know, I'm sure if you like the job, I'm sure if it's not too tough on your body. You can get, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. You know, <laughs> I not... lost it. I picked it up and dropped it right as I picked it up. I just think there's a big, <laughs> big problem in this country, quite literally. Yeah. Just a lot of obese people. Well, there's was... problems everywhere, every yeah. angle. Like, you can't just fix one and but expect that, them all to go away. That particular problem is a newer problem we're experiencing in society, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying fat people have always not existed, but you look at it. We've talked about it multiple times. You look at a photo from a 1970 beach, nobody's Mm going to be fat. Yeah, no one's on a phone. No one's, they're all just facing each other. It's like there's there's not a lot we can do to stop racism or bigotry or whatever have you. But something like obesity can actually be controlled by the individual nine times out of ten. So... Gotta stop putting those fudge rounds in your face. Or if you're gonna put those fudge rounds in your face, be active. Yeah. Make sure you're walking 10,000 steps a day. If you can. But I don't know, like for those people who are chained to that style of like where they can't get out, because I've been there and that's how I got the 370 pounds because I got a desk job where I was just sitting most of the day. Then I come home, be tired, didn't want to walk and shit. But that's when you got to like really tighten down the diet if you want to beat the weight loss because then you're not losing enough to. It's really when you, you know, come down to it, it's a calorie deficit. You just want to burn more than you eat or you want to maintain it. Which is why the the key to dieting is. Crash dieting doesn't work. Restrictive dieting doesn't work or they'll work, but they won't work for a sustainable period. So a lot of people that go on crash diets and win end up gaining the fat back. Mm. 
for a lot of reasons, but it's like you can't you can eat whatever you want, but if you are in a caloric deficit, then you're going to lose body fat. If you're in a caloric surplus, you're going to gain body fat. The number in the middle is your maintenance calories, which is how many calories it costs you just to be alive. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look at your macros. Yeah, so like your maintenance and splitting a... So like, say I didn't... I'm like 148 pounds. If I wanted to stay 148 pounds, I would keep eating exactly what I'm eating day to day. If I wanted to be 158 pounds, I would eat two extra meals a day. If I wanted to be 138 pounds, I would eat two less meals than what I'm eating now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just what it comes down to. Science, math, and numbers. But that being said, if you can understand caloric value, I'm not saying counting calories is fun or like the guaranteed best way to lose weight. But if you understand how many calories you're consuming and how much calories food typically has, you're going to do yourself a favor in the long run. Oh, God, yeah. Pay attention to those nutrition labels. Yeah, Yeah, like really like learn how to read a fucking nutrition label Mm. and learn that the healthiest foods in the world don't have nutrition labels. Yeah. And th- they just have a sticker. Meats, seafood, mm-hmm. eggs, things that we've been eating for years, you yeah. know? Well, we got about eight minutes left to an hour. <laughs> I mean, we've given the people the facts tonight. Yeah. So get yourself some cake, get fit, stop being fat, watch a Saw movie, get inspired. And the next time you're watching a Saw movie or eating a ring ding, Think of our dear friend Alex Salou who didn't get his vaccine. Or didn't exercise enough and got really fat, really depressed, and then just slowly went in a bulky roll diet. <laughs> and just like that, he found himself in a saw trap. A saw <laughs> trap. I'd like to play a game. It's called obesity. <laughs> You've been eating Twinkies for far too long, Alex Salou. It's not that deep. Yeah. That's more of a demon. <laughs> oh, I can't do like the middle range. D- dude's kind of a pussy. I'm not going to lie. That's my overall conclusion on those movies. <laughs> you think Jigsaw's a pussy? I think he's a pussy and I think most of his traps are beatable. Yeah, we never even like got to that. Like what else do you think you could have got out of? <laughs> um, the fucking. Um, so there's this one in. I think it's four. What is the trap? Oh, man. I'm just trying to remember if I got the movie right, because that has to do with, like, how the trap plays out. So, it's, okay, it's five, right? Mm. And they have to put somebody into a... There's five people working together in each trap. And theoretically, if they play their cards right, they can all make it to the end. But they're stupid, and they keep killing one another, <laughs> even though they need more players as the games progress Mm -hmm. and there's this one where like they have to put somebody in a bathtub and connect all five wires to her in order to stop a bomb from going off oh my god but the the whole catch is that if all five had been there then each of them could have taken a small shock versus one body taking all the electricity Mm. god damn but anyway i would have solved it by unbolting the legs of the tub and just tipping the water. And putting one leg for each wire and then putting the final wire in the tub before the timer went off. I think that'd count. Yeah. But isn't he watching and then he'll just like press a button? No, because his whole thing is that he built it and if he fucked up, that's that. 
they have a chance to get out. And that's that's it. Uh, He's not going to intervene. Is it like bolted, bolted to the floor though? Like, wouldn't you need like a pipe wrench or something? It looks like it'd be rusty enough where they'd be loose. Hmm. Yeah, if a fucking hole. I don't know, some metal can be look rusty, but... Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up in a rusty chair because <laughs> I, I kept talking shit and saying I could break out of these saw traps. Hello, Nathaniel. I'd like to play a game. <laughs> You're not as funny as you think you are. Or as creative. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually not that original at all, come to think about it. And your podcast kind of sucks. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> If you can come up with three original topics. <laughs> if, you, if you can say something that's actually funny. <laughs> live or die. The choice is yours. Make me chuckle. <laughs> Tell me a good joke. <laughs> Without using the F word. I would have to choose death. Yeah. You, you rely on that a lot. We're talking about the other F word people. I don't use that one as much as I use fuck. I'm not a bad person. You don't have to put me in a jigsaw trap. I'm not a bigot. I'm not ignorant. I I swear. No, nah, you don't say that. You don't say that at all. Th- thanks, jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> not that much, but <laughs> anyway. We all have problems, okay? Yeah. We're all working on stuff. And we're all going to get by it and through... Torture and traps and macronutrients and calorie deficits. I couldn't have said it better myself. Get on a diet, go survive a torture chamber, eat some cake, and go get your vaccine so you don't end up like our pal Sal. (laughs) We love you. Thanks for coming to our bootleg episode. Thanks a bunch. Cue us out.